welcome back to another action-packed, heart-stopping, <laughs> anal-burning episode of Kapowcast. <laughs> That's every episode. Oh, uh, yes, yes. The boys are in today. Uh, I am Mike. Joining me today is Tony Vance. Hey. And Jeff Jefferson from the Flask Action Heroes and your new podcast. What is it called? The Jean-Pod Van Damcast. You're a man of a thousand <laughs> podcasts. I am. You're like the D. Malenko of podcasts. And yet, I never win a title. Unless, well, Cruiserweight doesn't count. D. Malenko won a title. Yeah, he won the U.S., right? Yes. All right. And the Cruiserweight. I just said the Cruiserweight doesn't count. Did he win the TV title, too? Probably. But that one doesn't count either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is episode 72 of Kapowcast. We're going to be uh, taking a look back at a comic book. That ever so rare occasion where we actually... Talk about a comic yes. on a super hero-themed uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going to be looking at the 2002-2003 seminal classic, mm-hmm. Hush. 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 <laughs> but first, let's talk about some news. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. The Green Lantern Corps movie has its writers... Are they the same writers from uh, the Green Lantern movie? Nope. Uh, um, it has me a little concerned. Is it Michael Bay? Yes. <laughs> it's uh, Michael Bay and Yui Bull. Yes, the dream team. <laughs> um, nope, nope, that is not it. Uh, one sec. I had it pulled up and then the thing closed. And Unprofessional. I know. You're looking for professionality in a show. <laughs> this isn't it. Okay, here it is. Yay. Yay. Um, the movie is going to be set uh, in space. It's going to have Hell Jordan, John Stewart in it. And people are saying it's going to be, uh, I guess, I, this is the first I've heard of it. Apparently it's been said before. It's going to be Lethal Weapon in Space. What? And it's going to be written by uh, Justin Rhodes and David Goyer. What did they write again? Uh, Justin Rose hasn't done a lot. I looked him up. He's done nothing of note, but uh, David Goyer is a pretty fucking hit or miss. He also, I believe, worked on Man of Steel, yeah. Batman v Superman. Um, he did work on the Dark Knight movies, but those also had the Nolan uh-huh. brothers. They're brothers? Beep, uh, beep, boop, boop, boop. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, to... Kind of look at Slap that. Slap his wrist? Yeah. Uh, he also wrote... Oh, man. <laughs> what? He also wrote Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, that's my favorite. Uh, Some good chops behind this one. Jumper. Jumper sucked, man. <laughs> Blade Trinity. That movie sucked, too. Blade uh, 2. That movie was... It uh, wasn't that great. It had Ron Perlman. Blade. <laughs> Blade I enjoyed. He wrote on the TV movie... Uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. The one that starred David Hasselhoff? That's that's the one. <laughs> Hell yeah. The Crow City of Angels. The one that nobody saw. That was the second one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that had a big tie-in with uh, WCW. Uh, he wrote on the Constantine TV show. Well, and that did really well. Uh, so... Listen, the time slot and the <laughs> network fucked it up. It wasn't the show. He didn't smoke. That's what made the series get canceled. That, that alone, yep. That is the one thing. He also wrote on Call of Duty Black Ops, the video game. That 
But that, is it Black Ops one or two? <laughs> I didn't think it. Uh, Black Ops two. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like <Tyler. laughs> I was trying to was gonna save, be save the guy race. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the shitty one. So I don't know why they keep giving this guy jobs. Like the only like of all of that, the only like good stuff he has really under his belt is the Dark Knight movies. And I think he pretty much like wrote like the outline and then uh, Christopher Nolan and his brother, uh, they just kind of... I didn't realize they were brothers this whole time. Took it and... Uh, <laughs> they just kind of took it and... Uh, Filled in the blanks? Yeah, made it better, probably. So, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and say when it right I, now. When I connected the name to the what we know now as the Warner Brothers DC Cinematic Universe, I knew... Exactly what was But you know, he did not write on Suicide Squad at all. He so. didn't? No. He did write on Batman v Superman, though, and, and Man Batman of Steel. Batman v Superman. That was the one that I was... Well, to be fair, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of writers in that thought, yeah. so... But I, he, he doesn't have a very good track record. And like I said, the other guy, I really can't judge because he has like four credits to his name. But, I, uh, I'll reserve judgment, but the, yeah, it doesn't sound very good. The concept of like lethal weapon in space doesn't entice you guys at all. Well, if there's like a bomb which on lethal a toilet, weapon? <laughs> they didn't specify. The one with Jackie or not Jackie Chan? The one with Jet Jet Lee? Lee. Okay, yeah. it's got my attention. <laughs> if there's a bomb on a toilet in space, what about the one with? Um, <laughs> was that the one that had Joe Pesci in it with all blonde of hair? All of them. Oh, that was that was the fourth one that had, no, I think it was no. the third one that had. Him with I think it was hair, a third right? that yeah. had blonde hair. What the fuck was up with that? He looks so weird. I'm saying it right now. I'm campaigning Joe Pesci for Kilowog. <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking fuck? Does he work anymore? Does he do anything anymore? I don't I haven't seen so. him in anything. He's probably, is he taking the Jack Nicholson route and just kind of yeah. faded into obscurity? Well, I mean, he probably, I'm hoping, has a good nest egg saved up, and he's like oh, 206 yeah. years old, so. Oh, come on. Look at the mob movies alone. I know. Um, he made some fucking whopping load of doing Casino. I forget what it is now, but like he made a lot of money off that movie because that was after Goodfellas and a couple other things. And mm-hmm. he, like they basically wrote the character for Joe Pesci yep. to play. And it's kind of like, okay, well, you wrote this guy for me. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> yeah. I, and then there was Home Alone. And then there was My Cousin Vinny, his best work. Oh, there was an interview two, recently with... Two Utes? Sorry, go ahead. There was an interview recently with Ryan Reynolds where he talked about he did, like, kind of specify how, like, you know, that Green Lantern movie they did, like, it was not fully fleshed out. It was another X3 where they were writing the script while, while they were filming, but yet they already had, like, concept and promotional art done and all this other stuff. So uh, he said, like, he couldn't even get a job after that. Like, people just saw him oh, as, yeah. like, box office poison. Yeah. So yay for him for finding Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, the soon-to-be Oscar winner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it. Uh, so He's campaigning for it. I know. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, we did get more confirmation for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Tom Holland, my phone just fell, <laughs> has been confirmed for the Infinity War, which he wasn't. Was he, I, don't, was, I don't think he was in the uh, list of people. No, Who's he, he wasn't. Playing? <laughs> I think we brought up the factor that uh, who's he playing? <laughs> they brought up the factor that uh, he he wasn't in there. Yeah, hopefully he does better than Spider Man did in the comic. Also, um, 
Right. Zoe Saldana has come out and pretty much said that she's, you know, excited to film it. So mm. it's another person <laughs> confirmed. Um, but if you thought that the Avengers Infinity War cast was just going to be made up of returning characters and returning actors, nope. you're wrong. Uh-oh. Yeah. Word is that Peter Dinklage is in talks to join the cast of Infinity War. A lot of people think he's going to be the Watcher. I have heard. Oh my! God, I have heard. Uh, Pip the troll. <laughs> he would be. Well, I mean, everyone thinks it's going to be a midget troll, <laughs> which isn't I true know. because X Men used him as a uh, Trask. Yeah, so. I know. That's what I'm saying. Are they going to go for the obvious route? He's a. He's actually a pretty. He's a pretty uh, versatile actor. Yes, he is. He's yeah. done Hamlet. What if they? Who really? What yeah. if they make him like CG just to make him like normal height, just to mess with everyone? <laughs> I think he could make a really awesome watcher. He has um, that yeah, like he has that very uh big head. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Uh, that uh kind of leading voice that 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 fills the room, yeah, which he, is ironic. He, he has a very uh he has a very uh four theater voice. I yeah. I'm going to go on left field here and guess that he's going to play Adam Warlock. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I felt I felt it in the force. And <laughs> I thought it was a fart, but it was it was, <laughs> it was not. It was both. I'll be interested to see because you know I never even thought about the aspect of them possibly adding more characters on top of the characters that they're already going to have because it didn't seem like a possibility. But oh, it's possible. I guess that's the route they're going, and that's it, why we're in a basement. <laughs> and in yeah, that's true. That's why we're squatting in a basement. Jeff, I asked you about this uh, before Tony got here, so I want to get Tony's opinion on this. <laughs> All right? Yeah, I'm just working on my mixtape. Uh, did you see that Marvel unveiled the new Scarlet Spider costume? Yeah. What did you think of it? It makes sense for the time we're in. I mean, you can see the uh, the inspirations of Gwen Spider and then trying to yeah. bring that over and try to make... Uh, the Scarlet Spider equally as possible with uh, using familiar design work. I think he looks dopey. <laughs> I don't like it either. I think he's small though. He uh, the and we both agreed. The thing we don't like about it is uh, the mouth. Yeah, being able to see the outline of his mouth when he smiles and stuff looks weird. Mm. And I'm not a fan of that. Even when when they do it like with Deadpool, mm-hmm. I don't really like it. I feel like it just it looks weird. I think that it's done by, I think, like, if you can't express through through the eyes, then you decide to make a mouth outline, which I think is uh, something that uh, just shows that you're unable to portray artistically through the eyes enough. The few Spidey comics that I've, I've read recently, it, it feels like they're going more towards a slapstick kitty humor, and uh, where, like, I feel like the expressive eyes is something of the 90s. Than the the nineties uh, trait where everything was expressed through the eyes, nothing was expressed through anything else. So I don't know what it is about nowadays, but like if you go and you look at all the Spider Man comics now, the the mouth thing has popped up more often than not, and it's kind of doing one of those slow transition garbage hitter <laughs> things. Um, Spider Man comics, it's a total pendulum swing throughout the years. It's been. <laughs> Trying to get, you know, we're going to get back to the fun-loving, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And then all of a sudden, you know what? Let's go ahead and throw some tragedy back in the mix and uh, make them <laughs> miserable. And then, you know, they just can't seem to decide to find a happy medium. Uh-huh. 
Well said. Thank you. <laughs> um, lastly, but not least, let's, uh, let's talk about toys. All right. Because I was very surprised because we got New York Toy Fair, Toy Fair coming out in February. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, really excited because there's going to be all kinds of stuff. But um, there was a couple of stuff yesterday that really caught my attention. Uh, we got our, our look at packaging and release for the upcoming Marvel Legends X-Men wave, mm-hmm. the second wave, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited about. Uh, it's going to include, like, an Astonishing X-Men Colossus. Hell, yeah. Complete with an alternate head with beard. I saw that. Doesn't and that fucking look awesome? It looks really good. It's the one that has the uh, Warlock head, right? Yep. Because the Build-A-Figure is going to be Warlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also getting uh, Dazzler, complete in her disco getup with roller I, skates. Yes, I love Dazzler. Um, we're also getting a Polaris, uh, Old Man Logan. Um, there's another character I can't think of. Shatterstar. <laughs> and then Finally. We, yeah. This, is, this wave's a little weaker than the first one that had, like, Wolverine and Rogue. And, uh-huh. But the one I'm most excited about is we're getting a fucking Jim Lee Cyclops. Hell yeah. Does it have a jacket? No. Uh-huh. What was it with Jim Lee? Like, every X-Men wore a jacket. It looked cool. It did look cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't fucking debate that. Yeah, that's true. Um, Even Cyclops looks cool in a jacket. He, yeah. When you, I mean, you can make Cyclops look cool. Uh, the old man Logan one will be the only one that doesn't come with a bath part, <laughs> build a figure part. Uh huh. But he looks pretty fucking sweet. Well, uh, I don't think people would be getting him just to complete their uh, build a figure, anyways. Yeah, I think people like if they did the same thing with the last wave where they had all the figures and then they did the Deadpool, and Deadpool didn't come with a build a figure part, but people were just fucking you can't find him anywhere. Yeah, I think it makes. Like probably going with the str- that one they think they'll sell the most is the the, the the being the one that wouldn't have a part would be the smartest move. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's just me speculating. Also, on the uh, other realm of things, DC Collectibles unveiled a new Batman the Animated Series five pack of oh, figures, yeah. which looks fucking awesome. It has the Batman the Animated Series versions of Bane, Killer Croc. Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Wait, what the? Uh, so it's not the uh, new adventures nope. or whatever. Oh, good. It's and it comes with a complete with a uh, Detective Montoya <laughs> action figure as well for the first time. And like the box for this is, is going to look like a like individual cells. And it's going to like flip up, and it's going to have like battery powered lights in it. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. That's not, yeah that sounds pretty bitching. <laughs> uh, whoa, 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 wait. This was that's the package. Yes. So when the battery runs out for the LED lights, I'm sure you're going to be able to change the batteries in the package. I'd hope so. They would. I I would imagine they would think about that. Um, unless it's like you're a mint on card collector, maybe you might be a little tiffed. I always. I'm I as excited as I am about it. Actually, like I am a little like eh. Because it's like a really like here I'll show you guys a picture of it. I hate it. It's a really like <laughs> Actually, stylized like box, so it's not going to really fit in with the rest of your collection. And you're going to have to find. It's going to be pretty big, obviously. So you're going to have to find a nice. Uh-huh. Man, those action figures look sweet. Um, it's retailing right now for uh, 175 dollars. Damn. Fuck. Yes. Which kind of once again pisses me off because if you. 
do like the retail price, which at this point, like after taxes, around close to like thirty bucks. Uh huh. It's still not five figures. That's still not. No. I wouldn't pay more than twenty five bucks for an extra figure, anyways. I, I mean, forgot how much like a nineteen fifty Spaceman, the original uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Freeze. Freeze. <laughs> That's my favorite Mr. Freeze rendition. My favorite, I'd probably have to go with uh, the New Adventures one, where he was a head in a jar. That was so creepy. Was. I remember when Batgirl like went to go grab his shoulder, and his head just yeah. like spun around. <laughs> he had like uh, those spider legs when he wasn't in his robot uh, suit. Give me chills. Like, <laughs> Gave you chills. Ah. <laughs> yeah, for someone whose like spirit was dead and experienced no emotion, he really liked the uh, the ice puns. The like ice even puns. like prior to like Batman yeah. and Robin. That's Mister Freeze to you, <laughs> which always confused me because he was a doctor. Like normally, I guess there's just too many damn doctors in. Uh, Man, what is it with doctors in Batman's Rogues Gallery? Anyways, Not good. I I I always like every once in a while I'm like. Man, doctors are all crazy in Gotham City. Uh, who are all doctors? Uh, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, Mad Hatter, Mad Hatter, Harley Quinn, uh, Mister Freeze. Uh, I think Man Bat's a doctor, right? He yeah. is. You're right. <laughs> Hugo Strange. Oh my God. <laughs> Medical school is not a good career choice <laughs> it's, in Gotham. It's really, it's really stressful, apparently. <laughs> Leads you down dark and dreary paths. Did you already say Two-Face? He wasn't a he doctor. Was a, he was a, a lawyer. lawyer. Lawyers are doctors. Oh. <laughs> it's a doctorate. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking got me in a John, technicality. <laughs> John Bruski would be here to remind you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, hits just keep coming. Nothing. You'll say nothing to it. <laughs> Riddler was no Riddler wasn't a doctor. We already mentioned Poison Ivy. We did. Man, I think every time, <laughs> like even the like Man Bat and like other more obscure ones. In the animated series, both Man Bats. Yeah. Well, there was Man Bat and Woman Bat, yeah. but both of them were fucking. Yeah. They were a man and wife uh, duo of bat doctors. So speaking of Batman fun. Let's talk about Batman Hush. Oh, yeah. Yay. It's a good book. I'm uh, sitting, sitting right in, uh, in front of it. Yeah. I like to keep the book down here while we're talking about it in case you want to flip through it and mm-hmm. look, look through stuff. Um, it's actually a flip book. It is. It's a, it's quick, a, pop-up. It's a quick read. It's yeah. a pop-up <laughs> flip book. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a combo. You got to be quick when you're doing it. <laughs> uh, I'm an idea, man. <laughs> um, so this book came out, I think, like, it was, yeah, 2002. Ran from like 2002 to 2003. It was 12 issues. Um, it was like the first book that got me really back into the whole comic book world. Uh, I actually, it's the only book I think I've ever like bought twice, just for because there was a better version. And I was like, oh, because <laughs> they came out with the absolute version, and that was like it's like the Blu-ray. Yep, the superior format. Superior format. <laughs> Of uh, comic books because it has all like these cool interviews with like Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee, and like a bunch of like uh, art of like the covers and yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. Pretty hardcover and a lovely dust jacket. Um, but this was a great book. Like I got it and I started reading it and I was like immersed again. And it doesn't help that it has Jim Lee's art. Mm-hmm. Like not only is it Jim Lee's art, but it's Jim Lee's portfolio in the form of a comic series. Pretty much like a lot of, and, and there are some bad connotations that come with this book. 
a lot of people have criticized it as being just kind of like uh, a reason for Jim Lee to just kind of draw is all that, of Batman's rogues gallery. Is that a criticism? Like- it is, kind <laughs> of. Uh, somebody, uh, there was one review I read that said that they, you know, the way the, which I just find ridiculous, they were like really criticizing the way like the anatomy is drawn in it. Which I'm just like, but comics. Yeah, I know. It's just like, <laughs> who is this? A third generation's, you know, social justice warrior. Yeah, this is about. literally like, you know, uh, the uh, the anatomy in it. You know, you're not gonna be able to achieve any of the physiques in this comic, except maybe Killer Croc. <laughs> if you're a giant alligator yes, man, if you are a giant alligator man who's getting mutated even further. Um, this this book became a book that. If I cared about you <laughs> and I knew you liked comic books or at least were in somewhat interested and had the, and knew you hadn't read it, I would lend it to you because I'd lend it to, I think, everybody. This comic is actually the uh, comic that got me into DC Comics. I was a Make Mine Marvel guy until you lent me it. It's the first ever DC series I read from uh, start to finish. And I was like, oh, this is really good. Maybe DC Comics ain't all horse shit after all. <laughs> I <I'm- laughs> I buttered you guys up. It was a very good uh, eye-opener to introduce me to DC and what it can do. You were able to break down the wall of ignorance, (laughs) Jeff. Break the walls down, like Jericho said. That's right. What about you, Tony? You're awfully quiet. I love how every time that I don't just don't say (laughs) an overabundance of words, he's like, you're so quiet. Well, any words. (laughs) <laughs> I've said a few I've said a few He said hush at the beginning of the That's true Of the episode <laughs> I was being polite and following instructions <laughs> What do you want to know? <laughs> you, you didn't ask me a question <laughs> Talk about the book What you Like Thoughts and Your thoughts when you first read it Your feelings on it now Well it caught me It, it caught my liking because of the Um because of Jeff Loeb, he's he's written a lot of the past like DC stuff that I've liked uh, before I read this. So I mean, I I am super super more hesitant I think to take a comic book from somebody uh, with them saying that it's you know a good storyline than I am with like sitting down and spending two hours of my life watching a movie they said that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you should be honored at the fact that I actually took it with no. <laughs> Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. You should be thanking him. You should, you should be groveling at my feet. Giving him money? <laughs> <laughs> Making him a delicious succotash? Um, <laughs> suffering. <laughs> he knows side. what you kind of make. Um, so the fact that I, I, I took this from you and, and, and read it, this was, that was the first time I think I've read. Oh, it was his first. It was my first, but not my, not my first DC. Did it take you 30 seconds and then there was a long, awkward silence afterwards? Yes, it did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for illustrating the factor that I did say some words on this episode. Um, but I think, uh, this is, this was actually one of the books that set a record for me in my reading. Uh, I think I read it completely in its entirety in a day because you had the two part one first i did yeah they were they weren't nearly as uh thick yeah well that well that one that that one has all the like uh black and white sketches and all the other stuff in it too so i think like it if you only have the two-part book it's relatively 
Clip read. Yeah. That like is daunting. It, it, yeah, I was about to say, like, if you come down here, you look at this book, then it, you're just going to be like, holy fucking shit. I, there's no way I'm reading this all in one sitting. It's but like, it's actually really short. There's just a bunch of extra uh-huh. shit in that book. It looks like a coffee table book. Yeah. There's a lot of... And it's hard. It's hard-shelled. We talked about it before. <laughs> you mentioned it before, like... Uh, for for a comic book, it actually was it a dust for, cover. What's the, what's the, yeah, that's a okay. dust cover. Yep. For a comic book, especially one that's you know a main you know mainstream book like DC, it's pretty dialogue heavy for very uh, main main title like that. Um, yes, lots of uh, lots of monologues too. Lots of uh, lots point of, of view interview inter- yeah. monologues and <clears throat> it even opens with an inner monologue from Alfred yeah. re- recounting the night the Waynes were murdered. Course, well, you know, guys, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this about Batman, but uh, <laughs> the death of his parents is a very key factor. Yes, a very catalytic effect on his psyche, apparently. <laughs> Um, Yet he's never seeked mental help. <laughs> well, with their doctor record, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you ever see that picture of uh, that panel from some Batman comic where he's running down the hallways of Arkham Asylum and he's like, I am the picture of mental health. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, but this uh, this book is kind of like a, like a, it kind of touts itself as like maybe like a mystery book. Mm-hmm. As you're reading, you're discovering there's somebody that's, Trying that's setting all this intricate stuff up with Batman's Rogues Gallery, and it just gets weirder and more intricate as it goes. Yeah, on. and you're trying to figure out, you know, who it is, and there's some weird surprises in it. Yeah, like really weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole introduction of the Thomas Elliot character as like a friend from Bruce's youth and total dropped ball on the part of a uh, subsequent writers. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Oh no, well. Well, and that's one thing we'll we'll talk about. Like the overall lasting effect of the book, unfortunately, wasn't. I don't think it's something. It doesn't have like a lasting effect you can feel in comics today. It's almost like. Do you mean storyline wise? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's almost like. Well, notwithstanding the fact that they've rebooted the universe like five times since then, but uh, it's almost like an Elseworld in a way, or like uh, just a one-off story. Like you're right, it is because there's yeah, as far as as far as long-term ramifications. I've always I've always been one of those readers that uh, I read something like Hush and then I'll, I I want to go back and uh, get prior issues bef- like leading up to Hush like maybe ten to twelve issues before Hush ten to twelve issues after Hush just to see how it's it, it kind of uh, morph the universe because with with the way I read that's like that's kind of like the thing I do it's it's. I figured out like ten to twelve issues. It gives you a good kind of like a feeling of mm-hmm. how big the the actual storyline is. Like if you look at things like the Infinity Gauntlet, that's a great example. I think there was probably at least I think like twelve to sixteen issues leading up to uh-huh. the actual main thing, um, and then like side stuff like the uh, yeah when Thanos gets the Infinity Stones originally, and then like the Silver Surfer tie-ins mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff. So, uh, and it's, this is actually one book I've never been able to do it with because it's, it seems like every time I dabble back into Hush and I go, oh, this, I've never <laughs> done that. I've never seen, like, the lead up to it and uh, the aftermath of the storyline and how it's, uh, how it's kind of, like, taken Bruce and Batman and everybody else that's involved with the, with the story arc and morphed the characters and driven them down a different path. Um for anybody interested, there is uh, a follow-up book to this 
called Shush. Uh, <laughs> you're right. How did you know that? Uh, by uh, Paul Dini called Heart of Hush that deals with Hush returning. And you have get, you read it? I have not read it. Um, I think I remember seeing it someplace and not being, being that blown away. Was because, that, like, that was the thing I remember about Hush and wh- why it like got me back into comic books. And it's a lot of it's a, just with comics in general. You go to buy it, you open it up. If the art doesn't grip you like right away, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to sell on you. Yeah. Um, Granted, it might have great, fantastic writing, but the long Halloween. That's like yeah. Po- case in point. Tim yeah, the art. The art for that. The, yeah, the, it's a it's a hard sell <laughs> in a general basis because you open that book and you're just like, good God, yeah, it's what like, is this? It's like uh, yeah, Tim Burton does bad like. Like Tim Burton animation style almost. Yeah. yeah. The Joker, I counted his teeth in one picture. There was 130 teeth. In <laughs> <laughs> Is that a true story? Yes. I swear. <laughs> like I was looking at the one panel and he has like those really skinny, close together, long uh-huh. teeth. I literally counted 130 teeth in his head. And uh, once again, it, it, oh. the, that's like one of the like iconic Batman mm-hmm. comics is the I, long Halloween. The artwork in it, I actually really like. Really? Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of those it's ones normal. that like. It's, it's uh, all those ones like Long Halloween, Dark Victory. I didn't like the way they drew the Joker in it, though. I will say that much. Uh, um, and that's a weird thing. Like when you look at a lot of like, you know, your your pinnacle Batman stories, your ones that are held in high regard. Like Hush usually really isn't on a lot of people's. No, no. it's still very sought after. It's funny because <laughs> when uh, when I was heavy into buying the single issues, you know, I always asked uh, Gary at Big Ben's, like, all right, you know. Give me something. <laughs> Give me something to read. And he, I think he threw Batman Hush in there at least five to six times. <laughs> I go, Gary, I, I've already read Hush. <laughs> like, Give me something else. But Hush is actually it's very sought over. And like going to find the single issues, you won't. It's relatively hard to find a like complete set of single issue uh, Hush story arcs. Let's uh, let's do a quick villain count. Oh geez. Of all the villains that <laughs> make an appearance in this book. Uh, I'll try to think for you know, looked it over from the beginning. You got Killer Croc, yep. Cat Catwoman, Woman. Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. Hush, Hush, <laughs> Joker, Riddler, Riddler, Harley, Harley Quinn, Clayface. Uh, yep. Scarecrow, Scarecrow, Raz, Rachel Ghoul. Yep, I forgot. Talia. In it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, Arkham City now that we're rattling yeah, this Yeah, you, you, you're right. It does have Actually, that. Actually, oh, my God. Wasn't that one of the side quests? There was a Hush, Hush side yeah. quest. Yeah, okay. And uh, interesting enough, I always thought it was a weird thing in uh, Arkham City. Spoiler if you haven't played it yet. <laughs> uh, how in the side quest for Hush, you find out he's, like, murdering people and taking parts of their face, face. to make him look like Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. That's actually, I was uh, gl- glancing over something here about Heart of Hush. That's actually part of the story arc. And oh, Heart of Hush is okay. him making himself to look was like Bruce uh, Wayne. Was it the same writer for yeah, Heart of Hush? Or was it the same creative team? Uh, I think, yeah, Paul Dini. Uh, I think Paul Dini had a hand. I know he had a hand in Arkham City or in Arkham Asylum. I don't remember if he had one in Arkham City. I'm pretty sure he did. Did Jim Lee do the art for Heart of Hush? No. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, like, after, like, the success of this book, uh, both Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb were... Uh, set to do, like, a follow-up book on Hush, but it was a never materialized. It was canceled, and it continued by A.J. Lieberman in the discontinued Batman Gotham Knight. 
<laughs> so there you go. <laughs> the more you know. Um, and one of the weird, one of the things that first caught me about this book was the fact that they had like coinciding like action figures for it from DC yeah. Direct at the time. Hmm. And I remember seeing now uh, spoiler alerts for the book if you haven't read it. <laughs> Forewarning you now. But they had it was like a San Diego Comic Con exclusive unmasked hush figure that was, was Jason it? Todd. Oh, and so I had seen the figures switch. before I had ever read the book. Uh-huh. So I was under the impression still, like reading the book, <laughs> that Jason Todd was hush. That's fine. And so you're reading the book and you're, you're thinking, you're like, yeah, it kind of <laughs> you're like, oh, wow, that's. But then when that fucking turn happens, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I read this book, I remember being like. Jason Todd, this is horseshit, you know. And I was like, oh, thank God. They didn't bring back Jason Todd. That would be so stupid. And they later did. And then they fucking did. Just uh, like the, every other thing that you can't do. The plot guys. element for that was, like, retconned, and it was later revealed that in the graveyard when Batman's fighting Jason Todd, or, you know, whoever you want to call him, uh-huh. that it was actually Jason Todd, not Clayface. Okay. And at some point during the fight, they switched and that just seems like such a really? fucking. Is that yeah. like a fan theory? No, that's a legitimate. <laughs> yeah, seems like a that's fan a legitimate theory. story element. Ouch. Yes, that sounds like a terrible fan theory. To me. <laughs> it really does. Because in the book, in in the actual book, Hush, it's so well done where you you kind of get the feeling that Batman knows it's not Jason Todd. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he even says in the book, he's like, if it was him, he would have called me Bruce. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and even in the book, you know, he's he says this in an inner monologue. He doesn't yeah. say this out loud. <laughs> Even if, well, yeah. well, no, he's, he's, he says it to, um, I think he says it to Tim Drake. Tim Cause, Drake, okay. Oh, because he's mentioning to Tim Drake now how... Now Tim Drake Clayface at the time. Because <laughs> he's mentioning to Tim Drake how his moves were too reminiscent of Dick Grayson's. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, makes sense. He studied the wrong Robin. Well, oh. And that uh, he mentions that, you know, Tim's moves were too fresh in his mind. And to eradicate for him to emulate, uh-huh. uh, um, Clayface. He's a, he's a uh, he's one villain that is not a doctor. He is not a doctor. You're <laughs> he right. has no doctor. There might be a version of him. I was about to say, though. is there a version? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple different versions of him. <laughs> What's Clayface's actual name again? Well, it depends on which yeah. one you go with. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because uh, the one in Arkham City wasn't the original Clayface. Who was the actor? I can never remember his name. Yeah. What was he in? Uh, what was his profession before he became a Clayface? I don't know. The one who wasn't. Oh, he's just some guy. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not too familiar with like all the Clayfaces. So, yeah. like, I know there's three, three of them. Three. Uh, there's a female one at one point, I think, too. I do remember. Oh, wait, no, it might be. I don't. Wait. I don't know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> going down the rabbit hole again. Yep. Um. Bah. You would later do find out in the book, Hush is not Jason Todd. He is, in fact, uh, Bruce's old childhood friend, Thomas Elliot, seeking revenge on Bruce. Which is weird because, don't you, I, if I recall, you see Thomas Elliot die at the beginning in the opera. Ye- oh, yeah, where? I think that was uh, chalked up as being Clayface that as well. That was another Clayface? <laughs> yep. Damn it, Clayface. <laughs> That motherfucker is making so much money in Gotham in this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, the old switcheroo. 
but he's getting revenge on Bruce because when they were younger, uh, Bruce Tommy's, pal- Tommy's parents were in a car accident. Yeah. In which Tommy was responsible for. Like, he, Tommy, <laughs> he, uh, he severed the brake line. Yeah, I forgot about that. And Bruce's dad saved his mom, but his dad didn't. And, and there's this whole thing where he wanted his parents to die so he could get all the inheritance. And yeah. So he's an evil little bastard from yeah, the get he's, he's a giant piece of shit. He's supposed to be like the, uh, in a way, in the anti-Batman. Where yeah. He was just like from the start, you know, the person who, the tragedy was something the that man he designed. In the yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, you know, it's weird, too, because you think that every time you think that you've got the final reveal, there's another reveal that comes like <laughs> three or four pages later. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, because you get the reveal, you know, there's a panel of Joker standing over Tommy's dead body. And then there's a reveal of Jason Todd is hush. And then, no, he's not. And then, oh, wait, Thomas Elliott's hush. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you find out that Riddler's the grand schemer <laughs> of this the grand all. grand schemer of it all. And then he knows who, uh, who Batman is. And that was another criticism that the book got is, People think that by the end of the book, too many people knew who Batman was. Oh. Which I could agree with, but... He's, he's about as careful with his identity as Spider-Man yeah. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's... I mean, they later, they retconned that whole thing, too, with Riddler. Mm-hmm. He was in coma, and lost his memory. And, yeah. and he became a B-lister. Well, he became a good guy, too, for... A hot second there too. He was uh, helping like the G the GCPD. Yeah, with stuff and that never sticks. No, <laughs> but it did because that was the angle they used for Gotham. <laughs> he started out as a forensic scientist. Oh, so he was a doctor. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm>, <laughs> if you go, I was thinking of the animated series where he was like a game programmer. Or or something. He was yeah. like a tech. Yeah, he was like genius or something. Something something like that. He's a toy creator. He probably was a doctor because he probably had a technical degree of some sort, (laughs) like an engineering degree. Does that is that a doctorate? Uh, uh, Um, You get an engineering degree without a doctorate. So he could have just went four years, got an engineering degree, and then became a toy maker. Hmm. We don't even know if he was an engineer. He'd have to be for. To work those inner, uh, to figure out those inner workings of the puzzles and stuff. <laughs> um, another huge reveal in this is another like makes you think, and then they they're like, nope. J.K. is uh, Harvey Dent. Uh huh. Yeah. That was a weird. Uh, I remember reading it and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Harvey Dent does a lot of weird stuff though. Like remember when he was Batman for a while? Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, well, he got his face reconstructed, and then uh, Batman left, and he took up the mantle for Batman. Yeah, that was a that was another oddball. I really liked the uh, didn't they? They made a really good action figure for that, didn't they? They did. Um, but it was weird because Two Face or Harvey Dent he removes the garbs that makes you think he's Hush, and it's uh-huh. like, oh wait, nope, he's not yeah. Hush. <laughs> he's just Two Face. So how many people did he think was Hush, and then it wasn't? Well, then the weird thing they did too is you you keep seeing a lot of people wearing the same coat. Yeah, like even like Commissioner Gordon at one point yeah. had the same coat well, on. To be fair, pretty much every other character has a brown trench yeah. coat. <laughs> it's one of Jim Lee's favorite things to draw. Well, it does look cool. I guess it's uh, 
They could be real dynamic, just like a cape. Yeah. You can have them bellowing Flowing, in the wind, yes. looking as majestic as all fuck. <laughs> they had like uh, the, the collar popped up to where it mm-hmm. covers half your face, or it's practically Spawn's cape at that point. There was a... They did a cool couple, like, splash pages for these books where, like, you get one page where it's, like, all the villains. Mm-hmm. And you can see Hush in the background, and then you get another page where it's all the heroes, and you see Hush in the background. <laughs> Because even hero-wise, there's a lot of people in it. Yes. You know, there's, let's count those. Let's! There's Batman, Robin, yeah. Nightwing. Huntress. Huntress. Yeah. Batgirl. Oracle. Oracle, yeah. Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Green one of my favorite parts. The, oh, yeah, the Alan Scott uh-huh. Green Lantern in, like, a flashback of Bruce going to Metropolis. And there's also a lot of callbacks to older Batman stories. Uh-huh. Yes. Like Killing Joke, uh, Death in the Family, No Man's Land, all that stuff. There's that giant uh, page of uh, all the Batmobiles that show, like, uh-huh. I, there's, like, one for every decade in there. So many, e- there's, like, a lot of Easter eggs in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, I think you see the 1989 you do, the 1960 yep. Batmobile Both in that of page? Them, yep. You see the, the, the uh, animated series Batman in yeah, on there. Yeah, along with they have the Batman and Robin one, the Batman Forever I, one. Yeah, I was gonna say they had a Batman Forever one, and they have some like the first, the early like comic uh-huh. ones, like the big bat head on the front of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just so many cool callbacks. It's just like, and I think that's part of the reason why it is such a good book to kind of pick up if you haven't read comics in a while, or if you've never really read comics, or maybe just if you haven't read them in a while, because if you haven't read comics, you might not get some of the references. Mm-hmm. But it just it has so many callbacks and things, you know, makes reference to to kind of jog your memory and very make make it seem like a fleshed out world. Yep, and it gives you uh, stuff to hold on to and you know like who is this and like oh there's this I can understand this part of the comic at least and it gives you something to anchor into to make sure mm-hmm. you're not just reading something that seems alien and unfamiliar to you. Right, um, and uh, may I say Jim Lee. Can draw the female figure. <laughs> I agree with this assessment. Uh, not realistically. Not realistically, by any stretch of the imagination. But there's a few pages where you're just like, good God, man. <laughs> All that ass hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, uh, he drew some criticism for that. He's like, always, I mean, if you look at his work in, like, Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, very uh, busty women. With uh, all that ass hanging out. And very, like, <laughs> tiny wa- waists. Like, mm-hmm. very wasp-like figures. Yeah. Uh, very uh, super hourglass and pose. Yeah. Like, like pinups. Like, 1940s pinups. Yeah. You can see on a bomber or something. Well, I don't know, because 1940s pinups, they were, they were a little thicker. Depends on the artist, I guess. Because you got to think about the 40s. The 40s, thicker women were sought after. Compared to, I don't know, Rita Hayworth was pretty skinny. So one. Okay, Rita Hayworth, Veronica Lake. There you go. Okay. Um, no, Audrey Hepburn was one of the 1950s. Anyways, I named two. <laughs> <laughs> Check and mate. Um, he also brought back, like, the short hair for Catwoman. Uh-huh, which like, I to like. Hit, to this day, like, his Catwoman design is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. It's pretty like, much all subsequent Catwoman outfits have been based on that. Design. Yeah. I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kick it up a notch. 
I'm going to Emerald Lagasse this bitch <laughs> and say that that's actually probably my favorite interpretation of Catwoman. The, the design and everything, because mm-hmm. I can't think of one that I'd like better. I, I'm going to have to go with the Eartha Kit 1960s TV kit. You would. <laughs> you would. Oh, yeah. You son of a bitch. Got to do it. No choice. Um, brain fart. Yeah. This, uh, and this book also, it makes me think that, man, Marvel really, really misses artists like Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you look at, like, we, were, we looked earlier at the teaser images for, Bat- or for uh, DC The Button. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out in April where it's going to involve Batman and Flash investigating the Watchmen stuff or investigating the button that has been found. Like, even, like, I look at the art for that, and that's, like, leaps and bounds over anything I've seen from any Marvel book recently. I haven't read any Marvel books recently, but I, I think I think Marvel more. don't they have a bunch of rookie uh, artists? Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Who did the uh, Who did the Captain America artwork where it was revealed he was a Hydra agent due to? Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. That wasn't too bad. I like that artwork actually. Like, I saw like a lot of the art for like uh, Civil War Two. I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I thought it looked very. Um, I don't know, cartoony? Yeah. Chalk it up to style, I guess. Stylistic. We should do a uh, we should do an episode, quick side note, about our favorite and least favorite artists. Have we done that yet? No. I don't think so. I think we should. And then we can talk about the book examples that make us think of and man, I could just I could name more that I hate than more than I like, to be honest. <laughs> You're very picky. I, I am pretty well, yeah, I'm pretty picky. Like there's certain stuff I just can't stand, like Umberto Ramos, I can't stand his artwork. Aren't you a hater of uh Romeda Jr. too? Uh yeah, I think his artwork all all of his characters kinda look the same. Joe Mad, I hate Joe Mad. But you love some George Perez. That's true. Their characters do a lot of them do look a lot alike. And then uh, I also really like uh Dylan, Dylan's artwork. Every face looks exactly the same. Well, even like with in Hush, you mentioned how like uh, it's very hard to distinguish between Bruce Wayne and like Clark Kent. Yeah, and were. Superman, like the faces are the glasses, very yeah. similar. And it was even like the same thing with like the Bruce Tim. Well, Bruce Tim, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, refrigerator jawed and yeah, like if like when Superman just put on his cowl, nobody could tell the difference. Like. Like well, they don't. What do they have? Like identical chins. I'm like, oh my god, they do have identical chins. Um, it's just a rectangle. I just see. I, I wish I knew who drew this image. I just like really quick wanted to Google some images of like Civil War two, and like I found this image of Iron Man flying, and to me that looks really flat. That's all right. Uh, you could chalk that up to the uh, coloring as opposed to the uh, true. That could be yeah. more the inker. It looks cell shaded. Yeah. Oh, you could be right. Um, yeah, because the perspective and everything is fantastic. And, like, the actual shot is is cool. I like that shot, but it, it's the colors that throw it off. Yeah, the colors, they do seem flat. There's, Fucking uh, tracers. I think, <laughs> I think that's one of the things you miss. Like, and I remember talking to you about this. We were, like, years ago when we were still working at uh, the movie theater. Like, one of the things about Jim Lee's art that makes it so recognizable and so stand out... Oh, I know where he's going. ...is the cross-hatching. Yeah. <laughs> the cross-hatching and, like, the, it just... 
Nobody else, to me, nobody else in the business he's doesn't like man. him. He's a fucking madman. I have actually seen videos uh, he's posted of him drawing on YouTube. Naked. And you could see him, like, drawing, like, Batman or... And it's just, it's, he makes it look so effortless. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck, I could do it. You yeah, grab yeah, a pencil yeah. and you're like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> you got to touch it and the pencil just bursts into flames. Yeah. <laughs> How long has he been drawing now? 20 years? Oh, no, because he drew like early 90s X-Men yeah. stuff. Yeah. So 30, 40, 90, maybe more. Well, it's 712 years. He is 900 years old. <laughs> so Because you look at early Jim Lee stuff and it doesn't look like stuff like Hush. No. Still good, but nowhere near as like crazy. Even like other like like uh, his uh, other work with Batman and Superman looks different. Right. Yeah. Like the Brave and the Bold, or is that what it was called? The what? The Batman Superman team up comic where they fought uh, Darkseid. The artwork is very Wasn't distinctly it? different. He uh, entered the industry in 1987 for Marvel Comics. Oh my god! Twenty, thirty so. years. <laughs> See, so he's, he's 52 years old. He's been doing it. Wow, he's been doing it for thirty years. Then, like I said, you go and you look back at like early early nineties X Men. It doesn't look like Hush. Still good, Mm -hmm. but nowhere near as Hush. Oh, like look at like that, like that X Men image. That is Jubilee with a big gulp. That is like fucking the X Men. Yes, no, except no substitutes. And that book also came out in a time frame when Marvel had like. New X Men, mm-hmm. and like they were doing a lot of their Ultimate titles, and I did not like so much the artwork in a lot of those books. I fucking hated <laughs> the art in New X Men. Who did the art in New X Men? It wasn't me. Tell me, Jeff. <laughs> new X Men. The all new X Men, where they had like the big like. Uh, uh, I know what you're talking. Fucking about. like puffy coats. Yeah, I know what you. What the fuck? I don't. I don't remember who that was. I'm going to look it up, kids. He'll do it. Ah, man, I'm not getting what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Well, isn't there a couple? There's been a couple iterations. (laughs) Like, right now, they're actually doing all new X-Men. Mark Brooks' art, Michael Ryan. I don't recognize any of these names. Humberto Ramos. I hate Humberto Ramos. (laughs) Scotty Young. Scotty don't. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really wasn't when I was trying to get back into comics, like I was really like somewhat disenfranchised by like a lot of the art I saw in Marvel books. The only thing that I really liked is I was really enjoying the ultimate Spider-Man artwork. Mm, that mm-hmm. was, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he had, uh, Bagley, Mark Bagley, something like that. Bill Bex, Bill Bixby, Bill Bixby, <laughs> Bill Brasky. <laughs> Uh, that would be da, 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 Mark Bagley. Yep. But like, I loved like the. Uh, there was a lot of images in that, just like Hush, where like you see him and you're like, "Fuck, I wish I could draw that." Um. I think in this book, uh, more than others, the cross hatching is just like over the top. <laughs> like everything. You can see the cross hatching, and it's 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 yeah. fucking mind blowing. And I mean, if you want to do, if you want to be a comic book artist, you want to draw like a comic book artist, you need to master that shit. You need to sit 
in a goddamn room with a sketch pad. Fill that motherfucking thing up with cross-hatching until you can do it flawlessly. I wonder if that kind of stuff almost isn't almost, like, as appreciated as it is it was then because now you have so much of like like you said like the cell shading yeah. and it's all computerized and computerized stuff. Mm-hmm. and it, it there's just, it just lacks a certain character a certain pinch. a certain uh, signature yeah certain like but no one really has a signature yeah nowadays. nobody really has like an I don't I feel like nobody in comics really has like none of the newer artists at least have like a signature style like. Like I think that's part of the problem with Marvel for me is a lot of the books look like they're all drawn by the kind of like the same person like they have like a formulaic way of doing things. Anything that sticks out to me when I see it is normally because I don't like it. And now we're going to get all the the comments of being Marvel haters. <clears throat> I love Marvel. Make mine Marvel. <clears throat> I buy all the Marvel merchandise. You'll never see me with a Batman one. I don't hate Marvel. Are you kidding me? It's fucking just, retarded to say that. It's just the factor that we're talking about Jim Lee, and he's like the pinnacle of comic book artistry. Oh, I don't know about that. One of the pinnacles. There How about you that? Go. There yeah. You go. Okay. <laughs> he's definitely um, top in the top five greatest uh, comic artists <laughs> of all time. I I would definitely say that. Yeah, he's definitely in my top five for sure. He, he's no Rob Layfield, but he comes. To- <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of like Jeff Loeb's writing for the book? I love Jeff Loeb's writing. I, I like it for this book. For a lot of his work, it's very hit and miss. I feel that uh, when he took the helm on the Ultimates and made it Ultimate Avengers, it was one of the worst things to happen in the history of comic writing. Hmm. I've never read the Ultimates. Oh, so. the, the first two are really good, and then. He decided to take the comic off the rails, change the direction it was heading in. Sales plummeted, and then they got uh, Mark Miller, I believe that's who was writing, back on it. You know what? Uh, you know what book he did do that I think we've all, I think, I know I've, I've read it and enjoyed it. I'm not, I don't know if both of you have read it, but uh, he did uh, Superman Emperor Joker. I have not read it. Oh, I don't think I've ever actually read it. I flipped through it, but I don't think I've actually read it. That's a. Crazy time, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, he's also done. Uh, let's see. Well, we'll run through a couple of his. He's done a lot. He, he has a lot yeah, of TV credits too. He did work on Avengers vs X Men, mm-hmm. which I didn't think was that bad. Avengers vs X Men. The artwork in it was uh, supposed to be really good. The artwork is pretty. It's pretty good, and uh, the storyline wasn't bad. It had heel Cyclops, which is pretty cool. I love, I mean, I in love my opinion, Cyclops. Um, so like that was, that was a cool aspect. And to see some of the, like when they were coming out, they had like, uh, like, uh, was it one shots or whatever of the the battles. Yeah. Just like two characters fighting. Yeah. And that that was so cool to me. Like, that's like my, my fucking (laughs) apple pie right there. I'm like, Oh yeah. I picked that up, uh, at big Ben's. I had it on like a special. Did you get the big? Yeah. I have the thick, like hardcover. And I remember reading that, like, I read that in one night. (laughs) So you enjoyed it? I did. We'll have to review it. um, Hell yeah. Um, The only part of it I read was the uh, Captain America versus Gambit fight. Mm -hmm. That seems a little lopsided. It was, well, um, (laughs) yeah, Captain America beat his ass. It was a great fight, though, because there was a part where uh, Gambit touched his uh, scale mail shirt and had it blow up on him. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
<laughs> when uh, Captain America was getting lax because he was talking on a communicator the whole time while he was fighting and not really paying attention. And then uh, he blew up. If he, I remember correctly, that was like Gambit's only real uh, line country, of defense yeah. in the movie uh-huh. or in the fight. And um, uh, then Captain America got up and beat his ass. But uh, I would say if if you're you're kind of into comics but you haven't read in a while, and especially if you're a fan of Batman, you need to read Hush. I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I would say if you read comics in general, you need to pick it up. It gets you well, yeah, but it it definitely helps you get back into that world if you've been away for a while, and it helps you know flesh everything out. Um, two thumbs up from this guy. <laughs> Seven bats. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna go. I want to give the it, bats return. <laughs> I want to give it seven point five misleading hush character reveals out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'll give it uh, eleven sixteenths of the whole <laughs> Batman Rogues Gallery. <laughs> You may think we plan these, but we don't. These are literally just made up. I like hate a- going last. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm like, shit, I got to go last and top both of these, or can you even come close? <laughs> so it's the game. I think you did well. Um, so I say pick it up. You can probably find it for relatively cheap in, mm-hmm. in single issues. If you want to get the absolute version, that's a, that like 30, 40 bucks? No. It's more like 50. or less. It's probably more. Oh. A graphic novel. Should bet. you say? <laughs> um, <laughs> stuff like that these days are 50 bucks. Well, it's, it's hard to say because, like, I bought that so many years ago. So it's hard to say how much it was when I got it. Currently, you'd probably be paying 50, 60 bucks if it were released now. I would have to go with what Jeff was saying 50, 60 bucks. Because are we doing like a. a uh, uh, Price is Right thing? Yeah. <laughs> One dollar. Um, <laughs> well, I found it on Amazon hardcover uh, for $100. No thanks. What? Yeah, it makes sense. It probably hasn't been republished in a while. Uh, but I, there is people selling it you, new for like 52 bucks. Oh. Oh, I, I see some back. sixty bucks, seventy. You know, it's it's you know, don't pay a hundred dollars for it. it don't as, do that. Get it as che- <laughs> look around, and get it as cheap as you can. Yeah, don't so go to your local comic shop and order it. Uh, that is an order. Interesting enough. Uh, side note, because we were we we've been talking about maybe trying to do some more comics on here, and I looked up uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, the graphic novel to see how much it was. Oh, the price came down. Good. <laughs> Because uh, somebody had a paperback on here, and it was listed at like $140-some dollars. Yeah, well, it's going to get crazy. Is it made of mythical Uru metal? But right now it has, right, right now it's like 73 bucks, which I think is still. Did I ever bit. tell you about uh, when the first Avengers came out, we first got the reveal of the Infinity Gauntlet and all that other stuff, like we and Thanos? Mm-hmm. The next day, I went out and picked up. Uh, the signature edition of the the classic cover of the Infinity Gauntlet. I paid five bucks for it. When after Avengers opening weekend, uh, retail value shot up to twenty five dollars. <laughs> Too bad you didn't buy like fifty of them. I know I should have. <laughs> uh, but that's one book where Thor Ragnarok's a book we're talking about discussing. Uh-huh. Uh, we're also talking about doing uh, Old Man Logan mm-hmm. uh, and Spider Verse. Um, which is looks like a massive read. Yes. It has the uh, Japanese uh, 
super uh, daikaiju robot in it. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese Spider-Man that sent in a, had a giant uh, robot, like a Megazord, that fought evil in Japan. The fuck? I don't even know that was a real thing. Yeah, in the 1960s. Yeah, the TV Jap- show? Yep. yep. He's in it. Oh, my God. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Um, if there's any books you would <laughs> like us to talk about, maybe let us know. Maybe we can... Uh, no nudie magazines. Look into it, you and can, you can. Re- you can I mean, it. it doesn't have to be something we've read either. It can be something we've never read, which or, I think would is always a fun time. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend uh, Crossed, please. <laughs> you don't like Crossed? Um, the first I enjoyed, but after a while, I well, like, yeah, like <laughs> like the watered down Cross, like the first seven issues of Cross is pretty brutal. Yeah, that, and then they're just <sighs> like, let's see what we can do to top that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first seven issues make Walking Dead look like a walk in the park. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> All right. I think that will do it for this week's episode of Kapowcast. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check us out every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. It's a fun time. You can also find us on Google Play. And you can find us on Facebook, Kapowcast 2015. We have a Twitter, which is at Kapowcast, and our Instagram, which is also Kapowcast. Isn't there another thing we're forgetting? Probably. <laughs> But those are all the important ones. Those are, the, those are the super important ones. Um, be sure to be here next week as we talk about comics and stuff. <laughs> I thought he was going to have a, the, uh, an actual thing. No, I don't plan that far in advance. <laughs> My mind was next week. We could all be dead by then. I, I, wait, I wait two days before recording. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we are so fucked. Until next time, I am Mike. I'm Tony. And I'm Smitty. <laughs> Shit. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next time on Kapowcast. Bye.